Welcome to the Above Average Driven Millennials podcast series, where entrepreneurs, celebrities, and athletes talk about their journey, from starting and all the shit they had to go through to get where they are today. Please spread the love, write us a review. We want to help as many entrepreneurs and people as we can with advice from industry experts. Now, here's your host, president and founder of Adapting Social, John A. Vaguero. So, Brema, man, you know, welcome, you know, to uh, to Above Average of Millennials. We're super excited to have you on with us, brother. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, man. And and if and if you can, uh, you know, tell us tell us a little bit about yourself. For people who do not know who my man Brett Shuford is. <laughs> well, um, my name is Brett Shuford. I grew up in Southeast Texas. Um, I um, have three brothers who. Um, who are, I have a twin brother, and oh, then cool. I have two older brothers. And um, but I moved to New York. I guess about it'll be twenty years this year, uh, twenty years ago, to pursue a career on Broadway, and have subsequently been in several Broadway shows and uh, toured the country, done some major motion pictures and uh, television, and commercial work and print work, and I've, I've kind of covered the gamut. Right <clears throat> and. Yeah, what's that? I said right. No, uh, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, no, I kind of covered the gamut there, and then, and then uh, I became a certified life coach about five years ago, and started my own business as the Broadway life coach. And I've been helping sort of uh, consult uh, for other actors and help them sort of achieve, achieve and accomplish their life goals. That's amazing, man. And uh, and with us also is my man Nick Morera, who's our uh, podcast director. So. Super stoked to have Nick here as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's a huge honor. I was just connecting with Brett on uh, on some stuff. He said that he was on a Disney cruise. What? He, he had That's his awesome. own show on a Disney cruise and was in Amsterdam and Portugal and all over. No, you have some yeah. ties to Portugal too. So. Oh, absolutely, I'm Portuguese. Yeah, so it's pretty pretty cool. Amsterdam. Absolutely. Amsterdam must have been fun. Amsterdam's amazing. We ended up spent two days in Copenhagen. Um, yeah, that was an amazing experience. You know, it was one of those things where I'd done a couple shows for Disney on Broadway and I never thought past anything with them. And then they reached out to me and said, Hey, would you want to go do your own show on one of our cruises and do a 14 day transatlantic crossing? And I was like, and they paid me and they put me up and they flew me first class. I was like, yeah, me in. <laughs> when do <laughs> I leave? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I yeah. know that you mentioned that you came from East Texas. Was it a tough transition going from the slow life in the South to the high and fast-paced New York City lifestyle? You know, what was scary about it for me was that my my family, I was so identified with my family and very attached to them. Having a brother, my oldest brother is autistic, and then my twin brother as, and we were all like a year and a half apart. So to leave Texas was a big deal because they're all still there. And it was scary for me to feel like I was kind of a, a pilgrim going out into the world and not knowing what sort of things I would find. And when you live in a small town and when you live in um, a, a small community, you know, it can be a bit of a bubble. And right. Not and and in a protective bubble, and I think a lot of people live in those towns for for that reason. But when you go to New York, there ain't no bubble to protect you. I mean, <laughs> you, don't, 
You know what I mean? It's its own bubble of its own, but it's, um, but I learned a lot, you know, and it was a big culture shock for me when I, when I first arrived in New York, just to have people be so direct, to have people really that ambitious and goal oriented was just a different, I just never had been around that many people who thought that way. Can I ask you a question? So like yeah. being, being from the South, being from Texas, right? The question I have for you is, do you think like being in the city or going to the city from that lifestyle in Texas, do you, is like, you know, do you see a huge difference in just like work and like work life? Um, you know, anytime I've been to like, like again, I have friends down in Florida or like Charlotte, North Carolina, for instance. Um, and I have friends in LA and <clears throat> anytime I visit them, their life they're, they're like, they're like life and like they're, they're, uh, like having fun and things like that or like take so much more priority over their careers. Um, that like, it's insane. And it's like, like, for instance, like I went to Charlotte, my one, my one buddy, like, again, he goes golfing like four times a week. Okay. And like he, every time I go down there, they're drinking, they're having a good time during the week. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, dude, how are you doing this shit? Like, I just feel like there's so there's they they care so much about their their lives, um, and I feel like when you're up here in New York and New Jersey in the tri-state area, this is like it's like work always comes first out here. Do you see a difference there? Or am I am I crazy? Oh no, you're right. I mean, at 100, percent I think most people um, that's the biggest difference between the two areas. I mean, having you know, currently I'm in Charleston doing this residency and and being in the culture of of Charleston too, I think a lot of people have, um, you know, bringing the New York vibe that I've got goes so far because not everyone's quite as, I won't say ambitious, but everyone's just, uh, you know, they kind of take everything just a little bit in stride. They're very happy with do with doing good. Mm-hmm. Where in New York, everyone's striving to be the best. Right. <laughs> Right. You know what I mean? <clears throat> so is that why you moved biggest. around here? What's that? Is that why you moved up here? To New York? Yeah. 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 I mean, I was definitely ambitious, mostly because I knew that I was six years old and I knew I wanted to be on Broadway. And that was it. It was like a tunnel vision thing my entire life was. At six years old, I, I had this vision of what my life was going to be. I was going to be on Broadway. And there was nothing that was going to penetrate that. And I, I don't know a lot of people that have that kind of vision, but I just had it. And even in a crappy little small town where there was very little access to things and I could barely afford to go to New York, right. I just had I just had this vision and I made it happen. From six years old, that's badass, man. I, yeah, no, when I was six, I knew. And you, since six, like it never wavered? Never wavered. It was like all I wanted. Wow. I respect that's yeah. a, that's respect, dude. <laughs> that's intense. But do you know how weird it is to be a kid who knows what he wants to do for the rest of his life? It's, weird. <laughs> it's like it's like the, it's like the kid that like knows he wants to be a fireman, but actually becomes a fireman, like or like a police officer, <laughs> or like an people, astronaut. Like, people people actually kind of judge you for it when you're a kid. I always thought it was weird. I was like, no, I just want to be on Broadway, and they'd be like, no, but really, what do you want to do? Like, no, that's it. <laughs> did you what, what? Did you see something that made you want to be on Broadway? Like what? Yeah, what was your first I, encounter with Broadway? There was a well, the movie. I mean, movies, of course. I liked musical movies, but then there was a national tour of Annie. Mm. 
which my mom uh, took me to, and I loved. Oh, it was this. It was actually not a musical though. There was this performance. I was six. It was a performance of like a little local troupe of kids singing songs about like don't do drugs and don't talk to strangers, and they performed at the library. Right. And when it ended, when it ended, I just started crying, and my mom thought something had happened, like I got stung by a bee or something. I was hysterical. <laughs> and when she finally called me down, I said, I want to do that. And that's, that's what I've done ever since. That's, that's awesome, man. And, and yeah. to, to have that drive to get, to get to where you're at today, that's, that's pretty damn badass. Thanks. Especially despite like the lifestyle that I'm sure you had in Texas. Like I'm sure you were probably the only person you knew who was like, I'm going to be on Broadway no matter what. Like, this is what I want to do. Like, was there anyone else who really had that same kind of connection to you? There was, to be honest, no. I mean, there were people who talked about it, but there was no one who I noticed that was taking steps towards it. You know, until I got, until I got into college and I started to see another level. But I, I do remember, I do remember like, kids I would do shows with at community theater and then the next year they would quit and they would they didn't want to do it anymore and I could not understand that I was like what are you doing you should be in the show and they're like no I don't want to do that anymore I'm going to play basketball or I'm going to go to whatever and I'd be like I, I it was like it was like 10 years old and I was like are you crazy I couldn't understand why they wouldn't want to do it right <laughs> <laughs> but that's just how my brain operated it was just very like this is the only thing to live for <laughs> right well that's good I mean because listen you made it happen yeah that's amazing yeah. yeah I feel like it's that like tenacity that you have as a kid where when you have your mind on something and you actually go after it like nothing will change you like I'm sure that you for many years have been like I'm gonna start my own business this is what I want to do no matter what I so for me it was a little bit different I I um I did not know that. I'm I'm by natural like you know when I started adapting social my business when I was 17, um, in my parents' basement when we first got rocking, and so I had absolutely fucking no idea actually, <laughs> but I just knew I wanted to help my family out you know and make a better way because my family had money struggles, so you know that was my that was my game plan. But like leading that into it like you know what what is your why like why like again I we know you love Broadway we know you were you know you know, really, really into it. But like, what, what gets you out of bed every morning? You know, when you have tough days, what keeps you going? Like, what's your why? I want to help people see the world differently. I want um, people to see themselves differently. I want people to see, so that's either through entertaining them and making them laugh or, um, or, you know, as a coach, you know, helping them see differently that they can actually take action or that they have a choice today in how they, how they find fulfillment. Like, that's my why. I feel like I want to leave the world in a, in a better place where people are actually taking action towards making it better. And it's not just because of something I did, but because something I, I helped them see differently. That's awesome, dude. I love that. Is that is so powerful. I love that. That's amazing. Hey. That is so, so cool. I love that. Yeah. Wow. I love that. Would you say hey. that traveling around... Because I know that you've been all over from Texas to I know you did that cruise where you were overseas to. How has traveling changed the way that you think and the way that you operate? Mm. 
or maybe not even change, but like, what is it about traveling that you love? Well, let me say this. I think that I love traveling only because I feel like I see the world again. I see things differently. I see I get a different perspective on things. I think because I've traveled as much as I have, I have a great compassion for other people. Um, as an actor, I think I'm already very empathetic, but um, when I actually get to travel, I can I, I feel like I can get a more outside perspective on things, right. which which then helps feed the the places that I, I go back to and I help bring that into the world that I that I live in. It's definitely getting harder now with social media for people to because uh, you can choose you, you you can stream whatever you want. You don't have to watch the news and see what's happening globally and you don't have to see how other people are affected by it and uh, unless you actually go out and you put yourself in that position and I think that's one of the great things about this residency in Charleston is like getting to spend this much time in a community uh, especially a southern community at a time like this in our country where things are very divided and right. it's been a very very eye-opening thing that I don't think I would have gotten if I had just stayed in New York right you know? right you're right so traveling like that is important for perspective. Mm-hmm. It's cool to see different cultures and things like that, you know. Especially oh, yeah, and I, that's the thing I love. I love people. I mean, that's the thing you'll just learn about me. Right. Is I'm I'm just a people person. So traveling the world and meeting people is is just like such a high for me. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say to somebody that's like just like considering and like they're young and they're just you know teetering with like I want to be on Broadway what would, you, what, would you, what would you say to that what would you say to that person <laughs> they're young and they say well I want to be on Broadway I would say really focus on your training right now when you're young perform at every opportunity that you can but get technique in some form even if you hate practicing piano learn how to play the piano. Or if you hate taking ballet, if you love dance, but you don't want to take ballet, take ballet, get the technique. Uh, or, or voice lessons, learn how to sing classically trained, classically trained acting, learn Shakespeare, get technique in some area because there's always going to be somebody who's better at something right. later down the line. Right. And so now is the time to get that technique. And then the other thing is to always remember that you're more than what you do. Mm. that you're 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 just a you are still a human being and whether or not you you succeed at this doesn't take that away you're more than what you do that's the name of this podcast yeah i, I love that, that. I love savage that. savage <laughs> so but and 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 listen and you're in your world though in broadway that shit's fierce no what do you mean like i'm saying the competition is fierce like in order to get oh, on yeah. broadway yeah and i mean it's yeah, I kind of take it for granted, you know, that I that I've gotten where I have, but it is it is incredibly competitive, and some people will some people will push their ways into where they need to be, and it's just the way that any business goes, you know. Um, but if you can if you can get to where you want based on your talent and your technique, that's going to go so much farther. There's people who push themselves in front of people and sleep with people or do whatever it is that they have to do, right? And I don't know about that, but those people that I don't see their careers have long having longevity. Right. Like the people who are grounded in technique, the people who are, who who have a skill and who are in a process and understand that skill. Right. That that I see have long careers. That's awesome. 
So it sounds like remaining humble is so extremely important in this process, since I'm sure there's a ton of people out there who will like have one big break and be like, I'm blowing up. But then the next day, it's not as extreme as it once was. Yeah, it's true. The highs are high and the lows can be low, you know. Right. Um, It's hard to fathom, but, you know, I know people who have Tony Awards who can't work right now. So it's hard to yeah, it's just that's the nature of the business. <clears throat> wow. So I think so many actors have a vision that oh, I'm going to get a Broadway show and that my career is going to carry me. And I think for me, I thought, oh, once I get that first Broadway show, it's just going to be inevitable that I have this career. And it doesn't work that way. Um, and so I, instead of fighting that, I think I had to kind of accept it. I think I used to think, why isn't this happening for me? Well, it's not happening for a lot of people. It's not just me. And um, and so I think that what, what ended up happening was I got my first Broadway show, which was my vision since I was six years old. And then I was like, now what? Right. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> like, now what do I strive for? I've been striving for this my entire life and I've done it. Now I'm 24. Like, what do I do now? Right. And I hadn't thought past that point in my life. Hmm. So then it left me really, like, just like, okay, well, do I want another Broadway show? Do I want to try to go after lead roles? Do I want to, what do I want to do? And I I really was perplexed, and it took me a long time to just go, wow, you know, I'm going to just try everything. And that's that's really my MO. Like, I'm just going to, like, make, this is an adventure. And I love being creative. So I'm just going to, like, make my life a creative adventure. That's, yeah, that's fucking badass. Got. I love that, man. A lot of people listen. A lot of people can 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 take you know can take away from that. And anybody that's going to be listening in, you know, to this, it's 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 imperative that they understand that right there because too many people take life way too seriously, and yeah. they don't look at it like an adventure or a journey or have fun with it. It's just like brass tacks, and it's like you know a raw emotion. And so that that's awesome insight, man. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I say that really just to say, you know, I think a lot of actors are afraid they're going to burn bridges or some, they're going to do something, they're going to post something on social media that nobody likes or, right. they're, you know, and they're so afraid to just try their gut instincts. And I'm always telling them, just try it. If it doesn't work, you delete the post. You, whatever, it doesn't matter. Like, right. give it a try and see what happens. Life is too short. The worst that can happen is that nobody looks at your post. Right. Who cares? Or they don't cast you in that movie. There'll be other movies. It doesn't matter. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's all about not harping on the bad things. Because too many people get like caught up in their emotions and get into a negative mindset. And it's all about just pushing out that negativity. Because it comes from like knowing you and having confidence that really nothing's going to hold you back no matter what. Because... I mean, at the end of the day, every setback is just another opportunity to prove people wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think most of the time, people are just in fear of the future, fear right. of failing, or fear of succeeding sometimes. And I think that what I constantly say is I use the acronym "fear is false evidence appearing real." Right? Wow. You're you're you have no proof that this failure could happen, but also we're constantly living in the wreckage of our future right. and and if we can just bring ourselves in the moment and, and realize in this moment i've got everything i need and nothing to lose by trying this you know that's powerful man 
Yeah. That's fucking powerful, man. I love that. I love that. Thanks. So how did you meet your husband exactly? Because I know he has been in show business as well, correct? Yeah. How has he changed the way you coach and just the way that you operate? Well, he, when we met in 2007, he was dancing uh, as a principal dancer with New York City Ballet. And then um, we met through friends. I threw a Christmas party in my place in Astoria. And he came. And um, we were friends for about six months before we started dating. And I was excited because he was in the ballet world. So he was in a totally different field of the art. And he had a steady job. Like, City Ballet is not going anywhere. Right. So I was like, that's cool. I was doing Beauty and the Beast on Broadway at the time. And then I got Little Mermaid. And when I booked Little Mermaid, they were auditioning for Billy Elliot on Broadway. And they hired him as the older Billy in the original Broadway cast. And I was like, well, shoot, you're supposed to stay in the ballet world. What are you doing in theater? Right. (laughs) Um, But then he loved it. And he stayed. And I think, you know, I guess it's. So we, that's how we met, and we've been together uh, at least 12 years this April, so oh, wow. crazy. Good. Yeah. Congratulations on that, man. Thanks. He, you know, I think for me, he helped me change, one of the things he changed for me a lot was um, understanding family, understanding chosen family over given family, and there was something really cool about, you know, my family who I love. But every family has its own dysfunctions, of course. But, I, you know, I never felt like I belonged having, you know, grown up uh, gay and having lived in this small town. It was always a struggle thing, uh, struggle feeling like I belonged there. And then when I met Steven, I felt like I belonged. And I just felt like I found the family I'd always needed. We're meant uh, to be with. Wanted. What's that? We're meant to be with, right? Right. And... As a coach, I think he's really helped me understand. Sometimes I can take myself pretty seriously. Like, even at our wedding, the officiant said, Stephen's the VH1 to Brett's History Channel. <laughs> 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 because I, I love, I, I'm just so curious. I'm always trying to absorb information and read things and listen to things and take things in. And he reminds me sometimes to just turn it off, chill the fuck out, watch a, mo- watch a movie. Um, so he helped, he's helped me lighten up a little bit and I think that permeates some of my coaching too I can help I I can recognize that in people too when they're really so focused on their careers and I can go let's check in with the human like let's take the actor off the table and let's be a human for a minute Uh, and let's talk about that so that's amazing and I feel like a lot of times you kind of need someone to calm you down and be there to kind of get you refocused like, I know yeah. for me, sometimes I, um, I'll i get, like, a little bit too caught up in what I'm doing, especially, like, as an athlete, like, I'm a, I'm a long-distance runner, so sometimes if, like, I don't run as well as I might necessarily want to, I'll get in my head, and then I'll have, like, someone in my family who's like, it's all right, there'll be another race, you can focus on the future, and that really, really helps me a lot get refocused. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. So I know one of the things about a lot of creative people and a lot of actors and actresses is that they may tend to have a pretty big ego. So how do you deal 
when you're working with so many people who have those big egos on a daily basis? Well, I always go back to the work. I think the work is the most important thing. It's the one thing that brings everybody together. So I tend to be very much when I'm in a show, I show up, I do my job and I leave. I don't, I'm not there necessarily to make friends. I hope I make friends, but I'm there to do a job. And so quite often, you know, some people, and I, and this is something I think I've learned through years of, um, of doing work on myself and becoming a coach. Some people just need to have whatever they need to have in the room for power control, for reason, for whatever reason. They're having a mood, they're having a day, whatever that is. And I just like to create space for them to have whatever it is they need. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you need to act that way, I'm not going to tell you you shouldn't. That's your thing. Right. Uh, and allow just allow people to be who they are. And so my approach is always meet people where they are. If they're up here, I'm going to meet them up there. If they're down here, I'm going to try to say, look at it from this perspective. But just let them be where, <laughs> let, let them be where they need to be, and right. not feel like I need I need to fix it or change it or make it a different experience for everyone else. People will see through um, the truth uh, eventually, and. Uh, but I definitely have had challenging shows. There's been people I've worked with that are very challenging who, who are, uh, and maybe don't even realize that they're being rude or mean or, um, uh, just, you know, just kind of divas, if you will. But what I end up doing a a lot of times is praying for them. Mm, (laughs) It's a big thing for me. I pray that they, I pray for, for forgiveness for them. I pray for them to find joy or whatever happiness they need to find right. regardless of their behavior. So that's my, my MO. I love situation. that. Man. And you know, and, and our world too, obviously, you know, we have a, we have a big team here of artists, you know, strategists, innovators. Um, and so, you know, we, we're always in that creative space where we're like trying to work with talented people and talented people have their own MOs and their own things. And that's why they're good at what they do. Right. It's like, they're, right. they're, they're awesome what they do. So like, they don't want to be fucked with. It's like, let me run my own fucking lane and do my thing, right? So <clears throat> it's one of those things where it's like, it's interesting to see that in your space. And I love that approach to it. Like, do your thing. But if you're low, I'll, I'll just kind of like say hi from you know, where I'm at. <laughs> um, and, uh, and let me ask you a question too. So we're, you know, we're, we're, running, you know, we're uh, running a little short on time here now. <clears throat> but one okay. thing we always like to ask everybody that we have on the show is, you know, do you have, do you have, you know, if you were to, if you were to go back in time, essentially, okay, and meet that seven year old boy that just started like in Broadway, you know, what knowing all the stuff you know now, what would you have said to yourself? I would say, uh, trust yourself. You know, don't be so hard on yourself, and trust your gut. If you want something, you can make it happen. Mm-hmm. Don't let other people tell you otherwise. Right. And, uh, and that includes your parents. <laughs> tell, tell them what it is you want and go for it. Uh, you know, and if people try to stop you, find a way to, to work around it. Right. Just keep, keep knowing that sometimes what you want might, what you want can happen. Just sometimes it might take a little more work than what you think. Right. And, and so were you really hard on yourself? Oh yeah. I'm still really hard. <laughs> That'll never change, right? <laughs> that just means you care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. 
And and so and so for our final question, um, you know, that we'd love to end off with is so when I first started adapting social, um, again being a, a fucking kid, you know, the first thing I needed to do is I needed to search for something that would like uh, some some sort of phrase quote something that would like you know I could I could really resonate with that whether I'm going through tough times, great times that I can really really just live by that. Um, and so I like to ask people like what their life quote is. Oh God, what's my life quote? What would you say your life quote is? Uh, oh God, what is it? That's such a good question, and I feel like I'm I'm th- I can I know that I have one, and I can't think of what it is. Uh, um, while you're thinking, I can tell you mine if you if you would like. Yeah, I want to hear. Yeah, I want to hear yours. Okay, so, <laughs> so mine is so mine is live a few years of your life like most people won't, so you can live the rest of your life like most people can't. And the way and the way that I did, you know I thought about that and I really resonated with it because I was literally struggling. I had no money, I had no resources as a kid, and so you know that right there for me like was I lived by it because you know again in the beginning. When my friends were like, oh, let's go out, let's go have fun, let's go do this, let's go do that. I never did anything, you know, and I, and I stayed home and I worked. Um, and I struggled before I could emerge, you know. So it was one of those things where it's like that, I applied everything. Whether I, like, I'm trying to get to a health or fitness goal, you know, I know I have to struggle first to get to where I want to be. Same thing. Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, for me, I think I, it was what I said earlier is the one I probably use the most is you're more than what you do. Right. I love that. Yeah, I love you know, that a lot. I, you're you're more than what you do. Mm-hmm. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah, I think for me, I you know, in this business, especially in show business, um, but even you know, with Steven, you know, we've been growing this Broadway Husbands brand. We we started Broadway Husbands last year, and it's growing exponentially. Um, and even growing up in my family with all the kind of codependency and stuff. I always sort of identified myself by these things. Like I'm just, I'm an actor and, or I'm a husband or I'm, you know, a twin or, and it took me, you know, in adulthood and, um, you know, a few shows I didn't book or I went through a, a bout of unemployment and I would feel like such a failure. Right. Because I, my identity was gone. Right. You know, I I couldn't say I was an actor because I wasn't currently in a show or I, you know, if Steven's out of town, if, then I'm like, well, who, who am I? I'm not a husband or away from my family in Texas. Well, I'm not a twin or what, you know, right. I, my identity was gone and it, I had to teach myself that I'm more than all those things. I'm me. Like I, I stand on my own and that who I am is not defined by the pods that I'm currently in or the job that I'm currently doing. Right. I'm... I'm a human being and I bring so much more to the world than just those things. That's amazing. I and love I, that. And we, and we couldn't agree more with you on that. That's awesome. That's hey. so incredible. And, uh, and listen, and to end off, thank you so much, man, for, for being a part of this. There's so much value that you brought today and all the people listening in, I know they're going to get so much out of this. Any, anybody who's hey. like in the showbiz or wants to be in the showbiz, you know, I think you're going to inspire a lot of people. And, uh, you know, one thing we always like to say is, you know, asset is the one you know, our time is the one asset we never get back, you know? So you spending it with us today means the universe to us. You know, we're so happy. Um, you know, now you're a dear friend, you know, we hope to stay in connection with you and anything you guys ever need 
in terms of marketing or anything for your company, always let us know. We're here. We got your back forever. Um, thank you. So and uh, and thank you, man, for just you know spreading such knowledge to us. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to meet you guys. Yeah, absolutely, you. man. And listen, we like to end off letting all of our followers and fans and everyone know. Listen, you know, life is always so much on autopilot because we get in our box car, go to our box job. You know, it's always very. You know, you're on the freaking like they're on the you know the the line to get to where you need to be. And you know, we like to disrupt minds. So like one thing I always like to say instead of you know saying all right, have a good have a good day, Brett. You know, nice to meet. It was a pleasure meeting you. It's like create a great day because you're in charge that. of it. You are in charge of it. So create a great day. Create a great life for yourself. Everybody listening in, um, and you are bigger than what you do. That's the theme here, right? Love that. We yeah. love that, man. We love that. So Amen. thank yeah. you for sharing that with us, brother. Yeah, thank you, guys. Yeah, yeah. So we look forward to speaking with you in the future, man. And uh, and best of luck with everything you're doing. Thanks. Talk to you later. Take care. Talk Goodbye. To you.